0: Friends, welcome to the Retro Game Guys podcast and the eighth episode of our second season. I'm your host Dustin, and I'm joined by my three good friends: the retro gaming guru Zach, Rock and Roll, the infrequent gamer Alex—that's me—and the obsessive collector JP.
1: Hey, collect them all! Hey. Hey. Welcome back, <laughs> welcome back to the show, sir. I know you've had some challenges, but it's good to have you with us again. Thank you, thank you. I'm happy to be back. Uh, having two kids is uh, a nightmare. I mean, it's, it's a blessing. It's a blessing. That's, oh, I love yeah, it. No, you
0: had it right the first time. I think.
1: Then
2: we played the word association game. What do you say? Kids, <laughs> nightmare, hey, chocolate
1: everywhere, sleep on the couch. <laughs> yeah. All right, guys. Sleep on the couch. <laughs> I was gonna move. I was gonna move yeah, on fast, that but keep going. All right, all right. Crying, Zach crying on the couch. <laughs> crying on the couch. Right. Zach, do? Start us out with some updates. All right. Let's
2: uh, let's get going. Sure. Uh, so first, wanted to say thank you to everyone who came out to our Sonic the Hedgehog live episode hey. and movie
3: celebration last month.
1: JP's over here yawning. <laughs> <laughs> it's you know yeah, he's, he's that was already. my
3: face in the theater. I fell asleep. Oh. I think I was sitting next to you, oh, yeah. Zach. Was it that yeah. bad?
2: Uh, well, nah, we'll I was get to, to super tired, oh, okay, okay, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, let's <laughs> get to it. Well, I, th- I thought the experience was a lot of fun. The experience was definitely. We had it was. we had a little group that watched our show at AFK XP Tech and Game Center. Then we got to fill up a theater at Pruneyard Cinemas to watch the Sonic movie. Yeah. So, I thought the coolest uh, part of that experience, in my opinion, was uh, the fact that you could order beer from your seat.
0: No, that's not the coolest part. The coolest part was that I paid for that beer, right? Oh, you know, yeah, like yeah, you, yeah. that's <laughs> why you liked for it once so much. in your life, probably. The <laughs> you know, beers Maybe. I probably bought you. Maybe. And
2: they
3: also brought out uh, that tub of popcorn. Well, Huge I think the coolest part was that we filled up a theater. With people that listen to our podcast, yeah, right. that's true. I thought that was pretty cool. I no, was, I was actually there was pretty really impressed. Three I saw the picture. <laughs> yeah. I really liked that. I really we thought made some I new friends. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it was you know, really cool. Yeah, it was awesome.
2: Are you sure they just, just didn't come for the uh, free tickets? Pretty uh, much. Well, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> anyway, no, that was cool. Um, I am curious what you guys thought of the movie. JP, did you see the movie or? <laughs> He's <laughs> like, what are, what are movies? I've this never, is so new to me. This is my first time outdoors. He, he's all, I, I can't even see my eyelids every night. Mm-hmm. So what did you think, Alex? Uh,
3: it was pretty boring. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, yeah. Really? I'm not going to lie, dude.
3: <laughs> Let me tell you something. Uh, the Please tell me something. The uh, the supporting uh, cast was miscast. Yeah. Um, you had James Marsden cringe jokes throughout the whole thing. Uh, that's yeah. true. There were about five fart jokes... And I usually like fart jokes. Yeah,
2: <laughs> these were not funny. The Those weren't good fart top. jokes. They weren't
0: good fart jokes. Um, the first yeah. time, even like the first time they made the Eggman joke was funny, and then he just kept saying Eggman. Yeah, over and, and over you know go, what? Okay, like, I, get it. I
3: get that Jim Carrey was doing his Jim Carrey thing, but I feel like in other past Jim Carrey movies, like there was enough. Uh, oh, I don't know how, how you want to say it. There's enough. Um, <laughs> you, I don't know. Quoi,
0: quoi, there no, no,
3: was enough. What? What's going on here? You're scratching you the thing? mic with your beard, sorry. Because <laughs> I'm a man. But uh, I, I think there was enough uh, variety in his shtick before. Whereas in this character was like, really? That you have the same joke over and over again for like an hour and a half, like that's the same scene. So, so you liked it? Okay. Uh, moving on. No, it was a horrible movie. I slightly it was a horrible disagree. Movie.
0: It wasn't. It wasn't a good movie. No, it was. But I'll disagree. I really liked Jim Carrey in it. I thought he did him. He did the Jim Carrey stuff well. Um, but, yeah, I mean, just none of it felt stitched together well. I didn't understand. I mean, I understood why they were doing it, but it didn't make any sense. The bar fight scene was just like, oh, what the are most they doing boring, here? It was
3: the most boring slow-mo stop-action bar scene <laughs> in the
0: history of movie making. <laughs> I, I get
3: it. Get get if they were
0: he gave a guy a wedgie come
2: on right. oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if they were Is that just people? going
0: to a movie if they're just targeting eight year olds totally it was a fine sure, let's talk about movie. that let's talk okay. about that so All when right. I
2: first saw the movie I think I set my expectations a little high but then I kind of walked out of theater going like dude I'm a 40 something year old guy am I really going to criticize a PG Sonic, Sonic yeah. the Hedgehog movie yeah. here <laughs> but then the next night I brought my kids and let me tell you what It checked every single box for those kids. Sure. They loved it. They were jumping out of their seat. They were having a good time. I enjoyed it because of that, because of sharing the whole multi-generational thing. Yeah. And and spoilers, if you don't want to hear this, hit that skip 30 seconds button in your
1: app right now. Don't ruin (laughs) it for everybody. There's nothing I can do about this. (laughs) Don't ruin it. I know what
0: you're (laughs) going to say. No. About the end. Yeah, about the ending. Don't. What? What? Okay, so... It's actually not even that interesting, so... It's not <laughs> even that interesting. So. Dude, the people in the it's theater so per- cheered when that it happened. So, I couldn't right. believe people cheered. I was like, duh, uh, duh, yes. of course that's going to be there. Sh- so should I say it? Go ahead. Okay.
2: Go ahead. If you don't want to hear it, skip right now. I'll give you a second. Three, JP. Three, nah, two, don't one, don't JP. Anyway, after the first set of credits, Tails comes out looking okay. for Sonic. And when Tails came out, my kids lost their minds. Yeah. And when I looked at that, I said, you know what? As a family movie...
3: Totally works. I, I'm yeah. going to go on the limb and say sure. the sequel to this movie...
2: Oh, it's set up perfectly.
3: Well, but not only is it set up, I think it'll be better than this movie. I think this is one of those rare occasions where the sequel could possibly be better than the original. Well, yeah. Because, well, you just told us it was a zero, pretty much. So, of course, it's got... <laughs> it's only, well, going only one way. Well, no, because yeah. I think... A Jim Carrey's uh, character coming out of this mushroom planter, wherever he's stuck in, yeah, I think will be a little bit more zany, have a little bit more yeah. that he looks like rather Robotnik now for rather sure. than okay, the government sending in a specialist. We're not going to say he looks like a creepy. So we're not going to explain anything about that. <laughs> we're not going to say where's the where's the FBI, where's the CIA, where's the NSA. We're not going to talk about any kind of real government official thing. We're just going to get uh, guys this in black suits. This is what suits. I didn't want to do. Come here on here yeah, I was okay. Say, okay. We is, still have
0: to get to the I, actual
2: I, podcast
3: right. here, guys. Uh, whatever. <laughs> it, it, don't worry Alex about is, it. The movie sucked. <laughs>
2: Alex is triggered. He's going to get at by a bunch of nerds yeah. now. Um, did you guys, by the way, catch that? I don't like mushrooms reference. Oh yeah,
0: that was so uh, subtle. Yeah. yeah, very. No, subtle. it was not. All right. <laughs>
2: by the way, I was uh, disappointed that Sonic didn't have a, a Genesis in his room. Totally. I was like, come on now. Well, when the kids were when the kids were fighting over that iPad, I was like, that should be like a Game Gear or, or something. Or when the movie you know? started,
3: there wasn't a Sega. There wasn't a the logo, the thing from the video game. Sega! It
2: was, it was right. a Sega thing, but it wasn't, but it yeah. wasn't the same. Can we, anyway, yeah, well, yeah, just, stop triggering the, Alex. Well, despite Alex's opinion here, yeah, Sonic did sucked. crush it at the box office. It made $58 million mm. over President's Day weekend and $100 million worldwide was the biggest opening for a video game movie adaptation, and it even beat Detective Pikachu. So I guess the Sega Nintendo War. Congratulations, Uh, Sonic. You didn't fail at the box office. Doesn't (laughs) mean you're great. Let's move on. How did
0: it beat Pikachu? Okay. That was a better movie. It was a better movie. I
2: didn't like that movie too much, but let's please move on. (laughs) Uh, uh, Also, while we're talking about Sonic in our last episode, we learned that Rudy, who runs the Retro Fix game shop inside uh, AFK XP, he bought a seven-foot Sonic statue. By the way, I thought that was great that we were talking about right. that auction, so and weird. he just happened to have bought that, and he was in the room. Oh, yeah. That totally wasn't planned.
3: It really wasn't planned. It was crazy. Uh, so I as keep th- thinking like it was. I'm it wasn't. No, it was it not. really not. Two, not. Like, uh, it, was not. Nope. Was it? It wasn't. No. I, guess, I guess it wasn't. No, it no. wasn't. It was small world. <laughs> yes, it was a very small world.
2: Uh, so as he told us, the large displays were used at Best Buy stores to promote the 1991 Sonic game launch. Well, he got the Sonic, and it's now on display in the lobby at Level Up Arcade in Campbell. Yep, yep. And people already coming by to take their picture.
0: Yeah. with the Sonic, oh, cool. which is cool. Yeah, yeah. so I you saw can, some on uh, Instagram.
2: Yep, you can go to is it at Level Up Campbell? So L V L U P C A M P B E L Camp, Camp Bell. Bell Bell Camp Bell.
0: I can tell you the history Camp of Campbell. Let's move on.
2: <laughs> uh, at Level Up Campbell on Instagram, see some of the pictures, or swing by if you're in the Bay Area. Congrats, Rudy! Yeah, it's
0: awesome. That's such a funny story.
2: And lastly. In our recent episodes, we've been talking about the 16-bit console wars that happened in the early to mid '90s. Uh, well, during the period that Nintendo was trying to come up with a successor to the Super Nintendo, they explored a partnership with Sony to develop a CD-based console. A lot of us have heard this story before. Yep, yep. The result was the Nintendo PlayStation prototype. Mm-hmm. Now, supposedly, a couple hundred prototypes were made before the Nintendo-Sony partnership dissolved. But there's o- there's only one known surviving prototype. Now this system was discovered in 2015 and has made its rounds in gaming shows. And luckily, it's been torn down and you know examined by uh, you know gaming archivists. So that's good that people know what was in it. Yeah, um, it was actually owned by um, the CEO of Sony too. I don't know if you guys knew mm-hmm. that. It's At pretty one crazy. Point, yeah. Well, with that, here is the news: the sole surviving Nintendo PlayStation prototype went up for sale last month, mm-hmm. and the auction ended today, just hours before we started recording on March the sixth, 2020. And are you guys ready for this? Dun, should, dun, we, dun, should we dun, guess dun, at the cost? Dun, 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 dun. Uh, yeah, go ahead, JP. You, have, you haven't seen the yeah, number, have you? I haven't seen the okay, number. Okay, what do you think it went for?
1: A little, like maybe 100000 hundred, hundred thousand, hundred thousand. 100000 100, yeah. But you guys yeah. have
2: I've seen the, heard right? seen saw it. the number. I've already seen it. Oh, okay. $360,000. Look at JP's yeah. face. Wow. Look at his face. <laughs> and this is the obsessive collector, and yeah. he's like, I Lord. wouldn't pay that. yeah.
0: Wow! So we don't know. He's the just f- covering, actually. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, yeah.
1: Wow, wow. Yeah. <laughs> three. Three hundred and sixty. Yeah. Huh? yeah. 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 Who would pay that? That's so cheap. <laughs> it's a deal.
2: Yeah. Uh, so we don't know the buyer. Someone might have tweeted it by now. Who knows, right? You, you can't can even play a I game checked. on it. Like there's you nothing can. built for
3: it's it. It's a Super Nintendo. Right? Yeah, it's no, just they. A Super no, no, but they don't have any special. Sony. No. there's
0: nothing special that you can play. But yeah. no, but uh, they do have like some test cartridges that come with it. But yeah, you can put a Super Nintendo cart in it. And yeah, play but it. there's no specially designed. No, there's no CD games. 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 No. I
1: wonder if the guy that bought it is the one that I remember. I sent you guys that video of that guy a while back that he had like prototypes and all. Like I, mean, I can't remember. I think he was Australian, I believe. Mm. I think that, tons I'm of prototypes. That, yeah, I wonder if he's the one that bought it because he had everything. It could be one of
2: those deep doc, deep pocket collectors, or could be a group of people too. We've seen that before yeah. where oh, yeah, collectors. Yeah, yeah. Whether well, yeah. they do have like weekend custody or something, I don't know. But <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, this has got to be the most expensive gaming item ever sold, or pretty close that's to it. I mean, this cool. is this pretty is crazy. Close, yeah. And uh, I was thinking three hundred sixty thousand dollars. That's just enough for a down payment on a house here in the Bay Area. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you're you're on a one d- bed one sort bed? of joking. <laughs> yeah. but it's not far not off that much. Yeah. And those are my updates. Yay. Hey, all right. Thanks, Zach. Okay. Just a little quick note for me to wrap up our updates. We've gone long already because of Alex's anger. Um, <laughs> Whatever, so man. Just want to <laughs> recognize a couple of countries showing our podcast some love from around the world. So welcome to those of you listening in from Lithuania and Indonesia. Wow. Recent wow. listeners popping up on our podcast. I know so. many Lithuanians.
3: <laughs> <laughs> they're so, big drinkers.
0: All right. Really? Yeah. Uh, they party, man. I was going to say, I know nothing about Lithuania. Dude, they're, the only they're Lithuanian awesome people. The only Lithuanian I can name by name is Sharunas Martialonis. Mm. Used to play for the Warriors in the '90s. Random What's fact. Crazy awesome name. Yeah, I loved that name. And and then the uh, the when you would go to the free throw line, the guy would say Sharunas Martialonis, shooting two. Always loved that. <laughs> anyway, that sounds like something Harry Potter would say. Sharunas, <laughs> 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 <Yeah>, like <well, laughs> expeller. Oh yeah. yeah. Anyway, all right. So thank you, and uh, hope you've been enjoying our little corner of retro gaming fun. All right, now let's get into the show. That may have been our actually lo- shortest update uh, section in yeah, a long time. I don't know why you guys though. are complaining. <laughs> <laughs> for, this epi- <laughs> for this episode, we're covering the epic platformer Donkey Kong Country for the Super NES. And if you'd like to give Donkey Kong Country a play before listening to the rest of this episode, there are a couple of different options. The original SNES cart will run you about 15 bucks. Cheap. Yeah, not too bad. That's a good deal. Uh, um, I ended up getting a complete box myself because it was so cheap. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think it was like 40 for all the pieces. Um, you can also play it on the Super Nintendo Classic Edition. Um, there are versions for the Game Boy Color and Game Boy Advance, but they differ from the SNES version that we're focused on today. They look better. Yeah. No, not just kidding. yeah no, <laughs> That's not it. Um, I'm I'm actually, I'm actually surprised it's not on the Switch Online yet. But I'm, you know, maybe it's just a matter of time. I hope so. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So in this Donkey Kong Country episode of the Retro game Guys podcast, Zach will take us through the history of the game. We'll hear about the memories of the game from our community and the guys in the room. We'll chat about our experiences replaying the game, and we'll also see who comes in second to Zach this month in our score competition. True. I have a good feeling this time. I have a good feeling. Let's see. Yeah. Good feeling. Let's see. All right. Bring it. Got a good feeling. All right, we'll take a quick peek of the world of collecting with this month's Crazy Collectible, and we'll wrap with our Retro Game Giveaway, where someone will win an original copy of Donkey Kong Country. And if you want to win our next Retro Game Giveaway, like last episode's winners, Brian, a.k.a. Since Spacey's, and VR Nima, follow at Retro Game Guys on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Before each episode, we ask for your memories of our featured game, and we pick the winner from those responses. Now, to kick off this episode, here's Zach to give us a bit of the background, history, and interesting facts about Donkey Kong Country.
2: All right. Thank you, Dustin. you welcome. Well, Donkey Kong Country is a side-scrolling platformer game developed by Rare and released by Nintendo in November of 1994, just in time for the holiday season. And I'm sure that was no accident. Mm, maybe not. <laughs> right? A lot of kids got this game for Christmas, I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm guessing. Right. Uh, by late 1994, the Super Nintendo had been out for over three years in the U.S. market and that, and what was once the 16-bit revolution was giving way to a next generation of consoles using a new media for video games, called the compact disc.
0: I've heard, I've heard of that before. was yeah, shortened as CD. right? Yeah, it was,
2: and it's very compact, <laughs> very compact, in a, in a disc-like form. Right, right. <laughs> Touch the edges only. Oh boy! Uh, now Sega. I was showing my son the proper form to, get to use a <laughs> CD the other day. I was like, "This is." I always so just
0: stuck my finger through the middle. Hey, <laughs> That's how I. Hey now! Me. All right.
2: Well Sega, well, Sega was hoping to <laughs> Sega was hoping to continue continue the strong sales of its Genesis platform by expanding it with the Sega CD peripheral. Um, they were <laughs> yeah. they were trying to you know, win the market by shipping a a CNC music factory (laughs) (laughs) and discs. Yeah, (laughs) but
0: there's some weird stuff for the Sega CD.
2: Well, at the same time, Sony was deep in development for its very first entry into the video game console market, the Sony PlayStation. Now, along with those two notable systems, there was an increased presence of smaller challengers all looking to get a piece of what they thought would be the next boom in video games. Yep. To name a few, there was the Panasonic 3DO, (laughs) there was a Philips CDI, the Laser Active by Pioneer that no one remembers, (laughs) and there was many others... Um, and I think most of those failed systems are now like collector's items. Yeah. So they're just oh, definitely. Yeah. I mean, the CDI, the too, CDI was, uh,
0: was, was that the one or was it the 3DO that's got like, the, there's all sorts of different versions of it. And
2: yeah, one was more like a platform, like a VCR and many yeah. companies could make it. Yeah. And then um, the CDI also got some Nintendo properties. It was a Zelda game. I think right. JP did. Right. I don't know if you had many of those or mm. craziness. Have to open that that box but uh, yeah with that, the was, that was way in the back of your that vault. was back
0: when you would walk into a Sears and see like seven different consoles there was like this weird amount of choice and some of them were just wacky as heck ridiculously yeah ridiculously
1: expensive and too. so
0: expensive I mean, back then they were like six hundred, seven hundred dollars, right. right? And nowadays that's like you know twelve hundred dollars for for just just for the yeah. hardware.
2: I had a, I think it was my eighteenth birthday that I wanted to rent a 3DO or something, and the yeah. only place to play it was renting it from Blockbuster. Yeah, because no one, yeah, no one would
1: pay six hundred bucks for a, all that stuff. Oh yeah, <laughs> love those <case>. Drop <laughs> those from a ten-story building. It's totally fine.
0: We uh, we did that with I think it was the Atari Jaguar, where it's you know you could you could rent that from Blockbuster. Yeah, and the 3DO I remember at Blockbuster was like everywhere, like they were pushing it so hard, yeah. Yeah, and it anyway. didn't work. And it but didn't work. I don't even <laughs> yeah. remember
1: what games they had for it that you'd want to play on it. Honestly, yeah. but, but
0: there were the, a lot of like uh what, full motion what, video full, games. Yeah, the yeah. ones that you could. There were a lot of like Who Done It fighter on that one, or yeah. is that I can't remember. That one, yeah. Well, Saturn had that. Oh, anyway, Saturn. yeah, we had. Yeah, we would, had, uh, yeah. Yeah, we would play a lot of like Who Done It and stuff, where it's like like Clue kind of games oh, where yeah, you would be able to like watch a video yeah. and then like choose your own adventure kind of stuff. That was the kind of fun ones they had. I just that.
2: remember like the where the 3DO shine and things like that is in magazines where you'd look at a you'd yeah. look at all these 2D games and then all of a sudden you'd see like a real photograph, like a real video in a video game. And yeah. you're like, oh my God, I'm playing reality. And then what <laughs> you didn't not, see was like you're, yeah, yeah, you're yeah, not it's not real. After seven minutes of loading. Well <laughs> anyway there yeah there was a lot of companies coming out with these next gen systems So, Nintendo was feeling pressure of this next generation, but they weren't ready to answer with their own next-gen console, which would eventually be the N64, and Nintendo would need to do everything in their power to keep the Super Nintendo competitive in the meantime. Uh, But who or what could do the job? dun 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 dun. dun. Well, the answer came in the form of a small development studio nearly 6,000 miles away from Nintendo's headquarters in Japan. So, enter Rare Limited, based in the village of Twycross, England. Now, Rare was one of the most prolific developers of the NES era. They had struck gold with uh, light, uh, with games like. RC Pro-Am, mm-hmm. Wizards and Warriors, <laughs> I add. and uh, Battletoads. Yeah. No, thank you. Ah, I love uh, it. And they also made, Alex, your favorite game in mm. 1997, mm. GoldenEye 007. Mm. Yes, they did. I have
0: that uh, copy. My copy yeah. with us. I forgot to take it out of the bag. <laughs> you did? <laughs> you got to get to that game one of these days. So Is it the 25 headshots. years old yet?
1: Pop, pop, pop. That might be one of those ones where we either live stream or do some video where we're all playing on, you know, doing the four corner, playing each have other. Have to. Totally. Yeah. Sure have to. But totally. nobody
0: gets to use, what's the short guy? Short. Odd job. Nobody yeah. gets to use Ajab. Yeah.
2: No. <laughs> so you, I, I rarely
1: played
0: this game. I maybe played
2: it once or twice. But you, So you're saying he's a cheater, our right?
0: Ajab is, is one of those, like, it's basically broken. You shoot above
2: him. Yeah. 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 Pew, pew, pew.
1: And he's just like, you missed me. You know. Just, <laughs>
2: anyway. Yeah, well, Rare made a bunch of great games. But uh, despite being home run hitters for Nintendo in the 8-bit era, Rare really wasn't invited to develop for the 16-bit SNES. So to prove that they had what it took to develop hit games for the Super Nintendo, Brothers Chris and Tim Stamper of Rare started to experiment with pre-rendered 3D graphics using powerful silicon graphics workstations. Mm. You know, just playing around with these big old (laughs) workstations. So these were the same types of supercomputers that were used for special effects in some of the most visually impressive movies of the era like Jurassic Park and Terminator 2. So I think we all remember the liquid Terminator. Oh, yeah. I don't think. Now Alex didn't you have that like on laser disc? I remembering you had a laser I did have player. a laser disc. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. And no,
3: you had to uh it, it stopped in the middle you of had the to movie to flip the, you had disc. Flip the yeah, disc. Yeah. <laughs> uh a but big we disc. had we had dra- yeah, it was huge and they were not light. They were heavy. Yeah, yeah they were like um, the ladders. size
1: of a medium-sized pizza. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
3: yeah. And about the same weight. Yeah, yeah exactly. And, 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 you and you know, delicious. Listen, you want to talk about putting your finger in it, Dustin. All
0: right? I don't
3: actually don't want to talk about. put lots of things right in the middle of this. Moving, um, moving, yeah. moving. But yeah, I, I remember, but Alex, didn't you try to give away your laser display? Like it's still like, have no, it. You, you guys want it? <laughs> it? You guys want it? Yeah. yeah I, I no. don't we kind of do. Uh, we uh, cleared out the uh, family storage uh, a few years ago, and uh, that came up. Like, oh, we should just get rid of it. I'm like, at this point, yeah, no, it still works, and it's <laughs> uh, we boxed it up, and it literally hasn't... Uh, Hasn't played since, I think, like 96 or 97. Well, if
2: you have Terminator 2 or Jurassic Park. We we have Jurassic
3: Park and we have Batman. uh, (laughs) Of course. Of course you
2: got Batman. Of course course you got Batman. Surprise. Well, bring (laughs) it over next time. Well, Silicon Graphics, or SGI, uh,
0: used to be right here in the Bay Area, too, um, and it was up the road in Mountain View. Yeah, that's right. I mean, it's funny to think how, if you nowadays, Google, but where Google is, and right next to Shoreline Epithere, that used to be mostly SGI. Uh, SGI was a huge employer in the Bay Area in the, in the 90s, especially, and, uh, and it's one of those places that you almost everybody knew somebody that worked there. Um, They were putting out these crazy big machines, the kind of the workstations that you'd need to air condition the room. Just, yeah. <laughs> and everybody else was still hot, but just, yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, they were big big down here. And now it's just, it's crazy to think how things have flipped over because yeah. there's a huge employer there now, but it's Google.
2: And it's crazy how just like, there's some industries just end, right? Yeah. When things, when technology changes. Yep. Well, pre-rendering graphics meant that Rare could create 3D models using those workstations. And then basically export the rendered images and animations to run on the less powerful system, the Super yeah. Nintendo. So the SNES would not need to render the graphics in real time like the next-gen systems would and then to use like you know polygons and stuff. So the SNES could simply just animate the already rendered frames. It's almost like they're just using, you're moving pictures around, right? right, right. Of already animated stuff, or already uh, rendered stuff. So this groundbreaking approach gave a 3D-like look to the games that could run on a 16-bit machine. Mm-hmm. Now, the first application of this tech was a simple boxing demo. It was really a test. Uh, which Rare showed to Nintendo. And Nintendo was very impressed. So much so that they ended up buying 49% of Rare. <laughs> like, we want it all. <laughs> really? Right there, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. On the so spot. Th- this made Rare a second-party developer, essentially pushing out games under the direction of Nintendo. Now, Microsoft in 2002 would require Rare, and, uh, you know, so...
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah? Drive them right into the ground. The two brothers that started the company have long left. But yeah, Rare pretty much went, went to Nintendo, or to uh, Microsoft and. Really, just didn't put out anything. I don't know good much season. about their, I can't yeah, remember exactly. Didn't utilize them properly. That's what ultimately happened. Yeah the Microsoft way. Yeah, <laughs> alright they, they've, they've done it on a co- well on a couple companies, but not in this case. My well, Zoom is still great.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, Nintendo
0: decided
2: to leverage the Donkey Kong franchise as the first commercial application of this new 3D approach. So up until that point, all Donkey Kong games were either directed or produced by Shigeru Miyamoto, like we talked about in our mm-hmm. Donkey Kong episode. Never heard of him.
1: Love yep. that man. <laughs>
2: uh, <laughs> me, me too. Now, Miyamoto would be involved in the development, but Rare would be taking the lead. And I have to say, that was pretty, you know... Uh, brave of nintendo to give their one of their best franchises to a different company to develop for mm. and we'll see if it paid off so for their uh, 3d models the rare team spent time watching and recording gorillas at the Twycross cross zoo but they uh, soon realized that gorillas were uh, pretty lazy animals <laughs> <and> pretty slow <laughs> yeah uh, so the designers ended up patterning the dkc characters after galloping horses which Sh- you can see shouldn't when they running.
0: have used donkeys
2: Mm. They could have, they could have. <laughs> so when, <laughs> right I to, when I went to when uh, I went to the San Diego Zoo uh, last summer, uh, the gorillas that I saw just like laid up h- laid up against the glass, like with their butts pressed yeah. up against the glass, not doing anything, Chilling, eating a banana. Sounds yeah, awesome so to uh, me. yeah, they're not going to be uh, too uh, great of a hero, I guess. <laughs> uh, for Donkey Kong Country, the Rare created models of Donkey Kong, a new character, a new character named Diddy Kong who was almost Donkey Kong Jr by yeah, the way but he i guess that was to a, be. Yeah there was some dis- disagreement with Nintendo on the uh, between Nintendo and Rare on the character design so Yeah me
0: uh, from what i remember hearing Miyamoto did not like the design for for uh, Donkey Kong Jr and refused to let like, them Like how could you screw that up? just
2: like a Donkey like a a monkey that looks like a kid kind of I'm sorry, yeah. a donkey monkey?
0: Is that what you were <laughs> about to say? So it's like it's like well then forget it it's a new guy then yeah <laughs> let's just kill Donkey Kong Jr. like we talked about
1: I actually saw a picture online that was really cool when I was looking up some stuff um, and I saw a picture that Miyamoto drew I saw what Rare drew and ultimately what they went with it was interesting to see Miyamoto's was very cartoonish yeah. and kid yeah. and then Rare was a lot more like mean and aggressive and then they just kind of combined those two yeah. into what we see now an aggressive kid <laughs> an aggressive <Yeah>. child <laughs> So we all know
0: something about that.
2: It is pretty cool. <laughs> uh, and that's gotta be difficult though, because like that was Miyamoto's game. It's, it's, yeah. it's his that's child. His, his baby. Baby. One, of, yeah. one of his many babies. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's true. Uh, well, there's also non-playable Kong family characters. There's Cranky Kong. Who's the original Donkey Kong from the 1981 arcade game? Who we yeah. talked about. Yeah. There's Funky Kong, who's a <laughs> California surfer <laughs> dude. Oh, God. Who helps Donkey Kong travel in the game. I hate that guy.
0: Yeah. This is such a stereotype.
3: Hi, What's up, dude?
0: What? Whoa, bro, we're gonna fly! Like, shut Cranky up. Cranky Kong.
3: Yeah. yeah. No, Cranky Kong's the old guy. Yeah. He was the original Donkey Kong. Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
1: When they when the game actually opens up, it's him on the beams, like yeah, you know, from the original. Donkey yeah. Yeah. It's, it's just him really getting cool.
3: gotten old. He doesn't get to keep the name Donkey Kong. No. <laughs> There's also, right? I mean,
2: come on. There's also Candy Kong. Who, uh, he's Donkey Kong's love interest who helps you
1: save. And um, but she has the same last name as him. <laughs> <laughs> so, isn't this a problem? No, no, no. They did that in Star Wars. <laughs> they, they, yeah. oh, so. oh, you're right. You're
2: right. You're right. You're right. Well, um, and by the way, saving is a wonderful thing in this game. Is uh, it not? When you could do it, I know. Right. <laughs> we'll talk about that more you a little bit later. You can backtrack and save, and all of a sudden. You can't. Yeah, that's great. Ugh. So, the enemies in Donkey Kong Country were characters that Rare had actually developed for a different game in development, but they worked well in Donkey Kong Country. So, the primary baddies were called Kremlings, and they were mostly <laughs> yeah. reptilian creatures led by the evil King K.
3: Rule. Get yeah. it? Cruel. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty cool, huh. huh? Are you not supposed to feed them after midnight? <laughs> is, <laughs> a, is there a thing? Don't get water They're gremlins
2: them? from right. the
0: Kremlin. Oh. Yeah, yeah,
2: got it. <laughs> okay.
3: Do you speak Russian? <laughs> yeah.
0: So you the didn't story see the big hot hat, yeah, the, beaver hats on. Right. Them?
2: So the story of Donkey Kong Country goes like this: uh, Donkey Kong was taking over the Night Watch, protecting Donkey Kong's banana horde. Uh, the, the
0: the Night's Watch, you say? Oh. Uh, Night gathers, and now my watch begins. <laughs> it shall not end until my death. Wow. <laughs> I shall take no wife, hold no lands, father no children. I shall wear no crowns and win no glory. I shall live and die at my uh, post. <laughs> Wow That's what Diddy Kong said that, right? That, yeah. that, uh,
3: that started off
0: well And then it didn't end well
3: For me Anyway <laughs> the Children Yeah Well uh, No it
2: wasn't the Night's Watch It's singular Night Watch Oh sorry, oh, uh, sorry. Now uh, During the night The Kremlings show up They overpower Diddy Kong They capture him And they steal Donkey Kong's Stash of bananas That would so, never happen To Cranky Kong no, he, had a, he had a stick. <laughs> right um, and apparently, they stole Diddy Kong's pants because he has no pants in the game, which is kind of wow. strange. Insult
0: to Donald Donald Duck. Yeah. It's like there Donald Duck.
2: Yeah.
4: yeah.
0: Well,
2: in the morning, Donkey Kong is obviously upset and sets out to save his buddy. <laughs> Why? It's like he shouldn't save his buddy. He's the one that like, got his banana stolen. <laughs> Look at what
3: they did to him. They took his pants. <laughs>
2: yeah. Look
3: show at what they did. Show them, they they them, them in, a barrel. Bananas in bananas your, my pants. Show them your shame.
4: <laughs> <laughs> ding ding ding
3: wow. ding! Shame. Yeah, so shame.
2: That's right. Now, wow. We're yeah. doing game all Game of Thrones today. Well, and he also tries to recover his stash, banana stash. <laughs> banana stash. All right, so there are four. <laughs> we can't say what? stash without. Banana stash. All right, so anyway, there's 40 levels in Donkey Kong Country, each with many hidden areas. So I've read there's up to 100 areas if you want to find all the little stuff. Some
0: Yeah, some levels have like five. It's crazy. So, yeah.
2: yeah, now the game keeps track of your completion percentage as you play, and I think I said this in our last episode, but I think this is one of the earlier games that did that. I don't remember many games at that point actually you know, with a save a percentage. percentage. Yeah,
0: I think you're right. Just to, just to make well, you don't Well,
2: I don't, know about, I don't know about Super
0: Nintendo, but for Genesis, I, I, yeah. I think you're right at least.
2: Well, moving to the gameplay, you start the game as Donkey Kong, and early in the first level, you find Diddy Kong trapped inside a barrel. Now, when you free Diddy, he joins your team, following you like Tails does in Sonic 2. But He well, doesn't um, die yeah, quite as often. Yeah, he doesn't die all the time <laughs> like Tails does, yeah. But unlike Sonic 2 and Donkey Kong Country, you can actually switch between the two characters by pressing A or select. Mm-hmm. So uh, the tag team feature allows you to use each character's unique abilities. Diddy is faster and jumps higher, but's weaker. And Donkey Kong can defeat stronger enemies and slap the ground to beat some enemies. And he can also uncover bananas, which I guess it's helpful if you're really close to getting 100 bananas and getting yeah. a one-up. You can yeah. you know, dig out a banana or something. Um, by the way, I used a Diddy 90% of the time, if not 99% of the time. Yeah. What about you guys?
0: Absolutely. Yeah.
1: I kind of went back and forth. I mean, I I forgot about the slap the ground thing. I just tried not to die. So <laughs> <laughs> I just, just so I held on yeah. for dear yeah. life.
2: Uh, and speaking of trying not to die, so you can defeat enemies by jumping on them, or you can use a roll attack, which I found was more risky than anything. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Um, you untuck pretty you quick on You stop too
0: soon.
1: Yeah, yeah
2: and, and yeah, if you collect 100 bananas, you get an extra life, but um, boy, do those lives go fast. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there are other aspects of the game like barrels, which act like cannons and shoot you to different parts of the screen, which often have to be timed perfectly to avoid death. <laughs> JP, you were talking about that before we started recording, right? The barrels?
1: Yeah, yeah. With the bumblebees and everything, trying to just avoid that. But I love the barrels. I think it's fun.
2: No, totally. When Barrel you get when you get a couple in a row, it's awesome. Oh, yeah. it's great. It's just when you actually shoot yourself to the ground or yeah. you know into a pit <laughs> Or it sucks. when
1: you find one of those hidden ones you didn't realize was there until you died. And then you're like, ah, I know where that is next time. But then you die again in the wrong place. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey. and there's also many animals that you can ride on in the game.
2: There's a rhino. There's an ostrich. And there is a swordfish, mm. too, for the mm-hmm. water level I like levels. the swordfish. Yeah, he is cool. Uh, Now, this may all sound like a pretty standard platformer, and to some it was, but the game's eye-popping graphics were something else, so no game had looked like this before. Amazingly, Nintendo had found a way for an SNES game to look as good as a next-generation system, which is exactly what they wanted. Now Donkey Kong Country also featured impressive music from longtime Rare composer David Wise, with contributions from Eveline Fisher and Robin Beanland. The music captured the playful jungle vibe of the game and featured several memorable themes. With that, why don't we take a break and listen to a track from Donkey Kong Country. Well, there you go. There was some Donkey Kong Country. Not bad. Not bad. What do yeah. you guys think? Jungly. Yeah.
1: Good. <laughs> very Very jungly.
0: Very drums.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Very, very, very drums drums. But I do like that you go into a different level and that the sound does change to kind of show you're in a different part of the, you know, you're in the ground or wherever you're at, it changes. I like how they do that. Yeah, the secret rooms yeah, have different exactly. sounds. And the stuff. boss yeah, music's totally. good. I think yep. the
2: overworld... Um, theme is pretty memorable too
0: yeah
1: Mm -hmm. good Mm -hmm. job when you're selecting a level I like that
2: yep well with impressive graphics sounds and gameplay Nintendo had a potential hit on their hands Uh, but in order to realize that success they had to get the word out enter marketing (laughs) Yeah. so uh, to do yeah hey (laughs) watch yourself (laughs) well to do this Nintendo kicked off a 3.76 million dollar marketing campaign they also came up with a pretty smart tactic to leverage their large Nintendo power subscriber base probably including all four of us in the room here (laughs) <laughs> uh, they would mail a Donkey Kong Country promotional VHS tape called oh. Donkey Kong Country Exposed. <laughs> okay. Because right.
0: he's not wearing pants. There you go. No, there yeah, you go. Wait, yeah. Wait a minute. Wait, yeah. wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> <Donkey> <laughs> Kong. There a VHS tape with... Exposed in the title,
3: yeah. Oh, I'm sure that's a, a Alex, good one. Again. Alex, you did you produce this one? I did not, sadly. It was
0: a hit though. And Donkey in the title, too. <laughs> <laughs> no, just well, Donkey. Ex- I think I had this one back in the day, and yeah, I wasn't no. that Was that Donkey Genesis. Kong Exposed? <laughs> yeah,
3: that's okay. a whole that was wow. a different.
0: Well, they sent out this. Is, VHS. There, a dot, is
2: there a dot com? <laughs> yeah, I'm buying it. <laughs> you can go eBay. just
0: Donkey Exposed or yeah, Donkey, donkey no, God, Kong? Let's continue exposed. here.
2: Well, they send this VHS tape of uh, DKC Exposed to every subscriber, uh, which, by my estimates, was probably over 400,000 people out there. Um, so, yeah, there goes your budget. Nintendo.
0: It's all posted. You know what? That's a lot of exposure. That is a lot of
2: exposure. <laughs> Correct? No pants. A lot of exposed donkeys. All right. Well, in, in short, Nintendo, uh, their strategy worked. Gaming magazines would go bananas for uh, Donkey Kong Country. Sorry, I had to do it. Come on. Uh, now, he, now, EGM... Awarded the game, it's game of the year for nineteen ninety four. And the four EGM editors, oh, sorry, four EGM reviewers gave it three nines and one perfect ten
3: mm. from
2: editor in chief Ed Samrad. He's like, We're gonna sell a ton of magazines covering this game. <laughs>
3: Donkey Kong com available. <laughs> you can look you start typing it in, someone you could search for VHS. Oh, I guess okay. people have uploaded it. I don't know. I haven't looked. Go go watch it and it's really? cool.
2: Yeah. So this game. Yeah. Well, where Where am I? By now? yourself. Like,
3: yeah. yeah. <laughs> by yourself. The The lights, lights out. out yeah. <laughs> what are you doing in there? Nothing. Yeah.
0: Watching Donkey Kong.
3: Are your pants on? Yeah, yeah. No. Diddy Kong. You better All not right. be exposed to there. Right oh my
2: gosh.
0: Well, where the I'm heck? Looking
3: for a banana. <laughs> My my stash. I'm beating the ground. Yeah.
0: This is what happens when you start recording the
2: podcast I after know, like 10 o'clock. I
3: know. <laughs> oh,
2: there's somebody out there that's so disappointed right now. Yeah. Really I'm sorry, Mom. Yeah. I get to see Tom's face. When Tom is here helping us record, he just would look at us and shake his head. <laughs> you you childish men. Yep. <clears throat> All right. It. Well, anyway, so this game got a uh, three nines and a perfect 10 uh, from EGM. And I think this is the first game we've covered that got a 10 in EGM. Hmm. That's pretty rare. Now, Nintendo Power... Uh, <laughs> you know the, yeah. Uh, yeah, it
0: got, got rare. It got less rare. I think, oh, I, I like, get hard. it yeah, Thank you. Oh, but, uh, oh, really? You just boy. got it? Yeah, I missed I that, it. Wow. that. Went right over my <laughs> headphones. Right, anyway.
2: <laughs> Now Nintendo. Whatever my headphones, nice. Well, Nintendo Power also gave Donkey Kong Country its Game of the Year, but of course they did. they were like the state-run media back then, <laughs> right? <laughs> Should do we like
0: this game? Of I don't know, we guys. Do. What do we think? Is yeah. our name on it? Oh, I think yeah. it's great. Yeah.
2: <laughs> it's a yeah cover. It's it's the cover game. We haven't even made it yet. Yeah. Well, all this aggressive marketing, hype, and positive reviews drove sales through the roof. Nintendo would sell and get this. five hundred thousand units of Donkey Kong Country in the first month—crazy—and nine million copies overall. And I mean, if you compare it to games nowadays, maybe that wouldn't be like mind blowing. But again, 1994, back then—yeah, that's a lot for a for an aging
0: system. Yeah, unbelievable. Yeah, this is on the back end of the SNES. Yeah, definitely.
2: So Donkey Kong Country would become the third best-selling SNES game of all time, behind only Super Mario World and Super Mario All Stars. Uh, Nintendo would also use Donkey Kong Country as a system pack-in to help SNES sales late in the system's lifespan. Anything we can do, sell more of these things. Yeah, right. Um, the game is also recognized by some as one of the greatest games of all time. Uh, yeah, spoiler for me. I think that's maybe being a little generous. Yeah. I have thoughts. <laughs> we'll talk about those thoughts later. <laughs> now, Donkey Kong Country would also kick off a franchise with Donkey Kong Country 2 Diddy's Conquest. Get it? Conquest. Uh, oh. uh, until recently, I thought it was Diddy Kong's Quest. But apparently Diddy's Conquest? Did he's Diddy's Conquest. Yeah. Don't, don't start Alice. Don't start out. Yeah, like, yeah. Is it pants or not? No <laughs> pants. <laughs> well now and, 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 I think we know what he's up to. And that was uh, released just a year later. I can just see Rare going, We got something here, guys. <laughs> Quick, pump another. Yeah, get another one. Uh, <laughs> they also released Donkey Kong Country three, Dixie Kong's Double Trouble. Oh, I had trouble God. with that one because I was like, Is it Dixie Kong's quest? Dixie Kong's double
0: trouble a year after that, so they
2: pumped out three of these games in three years. Wow, pretty crazy. That's cool. now well, these
0: two really because it was only a year between them, so it was only yeah yeah. Anyway, yep.
1: <laughs> Man- <laughs>
0: so, three- Sorry, <laughs> math guy. Yeah, right. So the uh, two sequels would be well-received by critics and
2: fans alike, and both games would become top 10 best-selling SNES games in their own right. Mm. And those two games weren't pack-ins either, so that's a lot of of sales. If you total up all three Donkey Kong Country games on the SNES, they would sell nearly 18 million copies. That's a lot of plastic. Oh, wow. Remember when I said the Nintendo needed a killer game, one that would help them gain ground on Sega and buy them some time to push out their next-gen system? Well, I think they found it. Yeah. <laughs> I doubt they could have done any better. Yeah. Miyamoto was probably pretty happy about that. Oh, yeah. uh, in the years ahead, the SNES would dominate the Genesis and Nintendo would pull ahead of Sega. The 16-bit war was officially over yeah. by that point. Bum, bum. Uh, as for the legacy of Donkey Kong Country, the game gave us the modern look of Donkey Kong that carried over into later games like Mario Kart and Smash. JP, like you talked about, right? So mm-hmm. they finally got a, the Donkey Kong with the tie and all that stuff that we know, <laughs> yeah. we know of today. And no pants. Uh, And it was the uh, inspiration for Donkey Kong Country Returns, which came out on the Wii and Wii U and the 3DS in 2010. And it was also uh, 2014's Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze, which was uh, re-released for the Switch in 2018. I've had that at my (laughs) local Taco Bell. I was just going (laughs) to say. 7-Eleven. Slurpee. Yeah, yeah. Donkey Kong Country, like the original Donkey Kong in 1981, was a pivotal game for Nintendo at a time when they needed the most help. So, Donkey Kong to the rescue again. Again. Yep. They should have made Donkey Kong for the virtual boy. Maybe that would, that would have helped him out. <laughs> All right, well, that wraps up the history segment. And now, to help us learn more about the game, here are five ridiculously interesting facts <laughs> about, oh <my> well, <laughs> about <laughs> a country. It's a VHS tape. All right, number one, oh silicon graphics workstations were not cheap. No. In an interview, composer David Wise, who is a great uh, uh, composer, by the way, mm. he <laughs> said that Rare bought the supercomputers for 80,000 pounds each, which in 2020 would be. One hundred eighty thousand U.S. dollars.
0: (laughs) Wow! Holy moly!
2: Yeah, and as Justin said, these machines would also run super hot. So you got these poor guys working in a room, right? Yeah. yeah. Overheating, and they have these air conditioning units only used for the machines. I mean, these are massive computers. Yeah. So uh, rare, they had a lot of
0: yeah. They had a lot of hard work to do to get there.
2: Yeah. Imagine if Donkey Kong
3: Country that approach didn't work. Imagine if they saw the boxing game, they're like. (laughs) Man, yeah. Yeah, okay. <laughs> oh my God, please. Right? What are we going to do with these computers? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: well, number two, Donkey Kong Country was Nintendo's first major title to get a rating from the Entertainment Software Ratings Board, or ESRB, which, as we know, is the official video game rating system. So Donkey Kong Country got a kid... In the U.S. In the U.S., yes. Thank you. (laughs) Now, they got a kids through adults rating for Donkey Kong Country, so I guess they weren't bothered by Donkey Kong uh, running around without pants. (laughs) Uh, Now, the ESRB... Not as much as Alex is. Yeah, no. The ESRB was founded in September of 94, just a couple of months before the Donkey Kong Country release. Nintendo, Sega, EA, Acclaim, and other developers and publishers proposed the ESRB in response to being pressured by the U.S. Congress to better inform parents... About games with controversial content, so the Congress is like, look, you guys got to do something about this. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think most of us remember
3: like Mortal Kombat <laughs> being yeah. like the game probably yeah. kicked it look all off. Look what that gave them. Look where you are now. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Right? Look what look what all of your you know trouble got you. There's no realistically violent games nowadays. What are you talking <laughs> oh, about? Oh, that's right. Thank yeah. you for correcting me. <laughs> yeah.
2: Uh, yeah. So Mortal Kombat. I think we remember that kicked things off. Yeah. Games like Night Trap, for example, uh, when the full motion video started coming in, things were a lot more realistic. Um, but there, but controversial games go back as far as 1976 with the arcade game Death Race. Poor JP's still yawning over here. <laughs> Poor guy. I feel for you. <laughs> uh, Just go
0: ahead and put your head down. The collector's corner's not going I'm a snorer, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Poor guy. Your schedule's
2: insane. Uh, anyway, uh, yeah, there was the 1976 game Death Race where you run over gremlins, quote-unquote, mm-hmm. that look a lot like people. <laughs> um, and after you hit the gremlins, they
3: scream and are replaced by tombstones. Death race. No. Death yeah. race. Yeah, death race. Was that a takeoff of Death Race Two Thousand? The, the possibly, movie? possibly. Yeah, I'm assuming
2: it probably. Got to yeah. guess. Oh, the, they got to guess the that, year yeah. on that one. But uh, oh. yeah, probably around the same time. Stallone. He, even though that the 60, yes, that's that right.
3: 60, 69. Someone look it up. We got a lot of computers 68. on the table. Someone, <laughs> someone look that up. <laughs> I don't know. So I, even though the even though
2: uh, Death Race's <laughs> games were, even uh, though Death Race's graphics were primitive, the game got negative media attention. Now developer. Developer Exidy did say that the controversy actually helped them ship more games. Yeah, it always funny does. how that works. Always yeah. does. Yeah. <laughs> Do you guys ever? You, so you guys didn't play Death Race? It sounds like Alex, oh, you no. definitely didn't. Mm. It was at California Extreme last year. Oh. oh, it's really cool. It's two two steering wheels. Um, it kind of looks like Super Sprint, you know, with mm. like the, oh, the I might small. I seen it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's in black and white. Um, and the cabinet has like Grim Reapers on it, and wow. Death Race is
3: spelled in bones. Like it's the coolest. Cabinet. But but they're not humans guys <laughs> gremlins. they're, they're gremlins. not people they're gremlins are you sure they're not
0: kremlins
2: right. hey <laughs> <laughs> we got a whole russian theme going on here
0: is that tetris do, do. yeah
2: thank oh, you thank you that's a horrible <laughs> version of tetris anyway number three uh, re, uh we of course remember the dkc exposed tape uh that we Who talked couldn't? about that's right uh, but that was no ordinary vhs tape it was 13 minutes of hype perfection. Mm -hmm. So you got to check it out on YouTube. They got this totally rad 90s dude. All right. Uh, Yeah, he was a comedian in the 90s. He took a tour of the Nintendo Treehouse, which was a development studio. Got a preview of the game. Talked to some
0: game testers. They gave him some tips. I guarantee that this guy's suit was oversized too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, remember everybody dressed up yep. in the '90s. Their suit was at least three sizes oh, too yeah, big. Yeah. Same as it ever was. Same, <laughs> Same, yeah. oh, Do you remember that oh, video? Oh, yeah, yes. yeah. Yeah.
2: Now the video ends with the question: Where are you going to find it? Not on 32-bit. Not on 32x adapters. Not on CD-ROM. Not on Sega. Wow. Yeah. So. That wasn't common, right? Nintendo didn't go after Sega or call them out by name Not very usually. often. Sega did. Oh, yeah. They were like, yeah, <laughs> Sega is with Nintendo on everything. Nintendo that, ca- that don't. Yeah, that advertising campaign was pretty insane. Yeah. Now, the video also features a surprise. So 10 seconds after the tape supposedly ends, there's a hidden scene of the host walking into a top secret room, and there's a crowd playing a console version of Killer Instinct, which was a really popular head-to-head fighting game at the time, no- another rare game. Uh, people then attempt to cover the camera and push the viewer out of the room. Uh, like, oh, no, get out, get out, get out, that kind of thing. Killer Instinct would then be ported from the arcades to the SNES just a year later in 1995. Mm. And it kind of featured the same pre-rendered graphics look. So this was like not only hyping Donkey Kong Country. That's like the, the, the first uh, after-credits scene. Totally, I think they, yeah. Uh, I think
3: Marvel uh, took something from that. Right. <laughs> <It's probably, laughs> a pretty big
2: deal. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of like the hidden tracks.
0: On, uh, CDs? on CDs? Yeah, oh, yeah, totally, totally. God, I miss that. Uh, when when oh. there used to be things called albums. Albums, yeah. <laughs> oh. Well, speaking of that,
2: uh, number four, in 1995, Nintendo released the Donkey Kong Country soundtrack on CD and cassette, and it was called DK Jams. Yeah, yeah. Jams with a Z. Well, well of, course, of course, it's 95. Yeah, <laughs> <thing>. Jams, <laughs> was What's all up? probably all lowercase, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, the CD featured 25 tracks, uh, like we talked about, two of which were hidden tracks that would play after 25... Blank tracks, totally. Uh, did you guys remember the the whole?
0: Oh yeah, blank track, getting those and being like, what's going on here? Yeah, the one I remember Tool for specifically. I think every one of their for every their first three albums I always had hidden track, and one of them was like, I think it was supposedly the the voicemail that his landlord left him after his landlord went on like an all night like meth binger, and it nice. makes no sense. Oh, it's God. like you will you will crawl through your field, and it's just super. I remember creepy. that. Yep. <laughs> yeah, just remembered it right now.
2: Corn did it. Oh, good. And they started the music on track thirteen, I think it was. Yeah. And they had to have to actually put a sticker on this disc that said like, "Hey, nothing's wrong with your CD." Oh, yeah. The the music track starts on the music starts on track thirteen. Yeah. Because you can imagine people <gasps> buying it being like, "What?
0: Oh my god." So that also reminds me. I remember I don't remember what album it was. It might have been I think it might have been an Everclear album or something, but I remember there was a, a pop-up thing in, in like a marketing thing in a Tower Records of for that album, whatever album it was. And I remember they on it it says includes two hidden tracks and I'm like, <laughs> then they're not, not hidden. hidden. Yeah. <laughs> like, what are you you're you're marketing yep. the hidden tracks?
2: Last <laughs> memory here for me, I do remember putting a CD on when I was a kid you know, drawing in my room, doing something else and forgetting, letting the CD just run. Yeah. And then, like, it would run out and then all of a sudden music would start playing like 20 minutes later and scare the crap out <laughs> of you. You're like, what is going <laughs> on here? Hey, hey. All right. Well, I'm moving on here. Number five, Nintendo did not want you to make a copy of Donkey Kong
0: Country. Well, that's weird.
2: Yes. <clears throat> the game manual features a warning against making unauthorized copies of the game using Super Nintendo game copier's that were starting to pop up around that time. This was, you know, I mean, piracy wasn't new in video games. I mean, going back to, like, we talked about the Commodore 64 totally. and discs. I mean, this is kind of a common thing. But not for cartridge games. It wasn't as common. So I actually have one of those game copiers, believe it or not. Uh, it was given to me by my good friend Danny. Hey, Danny, if you're listening. Uh, it has a slot for the SNES game and a three-and-a-half-inch floppy disc. <laughs> so you'd put in the blank floppies, you copy the game, and then you could load the floppies later and play the game. Crazy. It's called That's a multi-multi cool. game hunter. <laughs> so, huh. uh, and one of our favorite websites, the Cutting Room Floor or TCRF.net. They also shows that I guess the European and uh, the U.S. and European cards contain an anti-copying message in the game too. Uh, but the programming, uh, there was no sign of the corresponding programming that checks for the presence of a game enha- enhancer. So it like never fired. But the, hmm. the warning is in there. Huh. So Nintendo was worried about this, even though it wasn't a disc system. They were still worried about these these uh, copiers being, uh, you know copying their expensive games, which right. were probably 80 bucks at the time or something when this game came out. <laughs> right.
1: Yeah.
0: So don't copy that donkey. Hey, hey. And that was five ridiculously interesting facts about Donkey Kong in the country. All oh, right, right. Thank you, Zach. <laughs> now yep. let's talk about memories of playing Donkey Kong Country back in the day. We collected feedback on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram by asking people to finish this sentence. My fondest memory of playing Donkey Kong Country is our buddy Francisco or Anarchy Chaos 666. Oh! Says my favorite memory of Donkey Kong Country Is getting to a water level for the first time And being blown away by the gorgeous graphics And the beautiful ambient music
2: Those levels are incredible Like they look better than any SNES game I've seen totally right Music is really good too i have to agree yep. but i hate water levels I'll
1: talk
0: more about <laughs> yeah. later. Uh, let's go rufio uh is that a hook reference yeah. interesting <laughs> says my fondest memory of playing donkey kong country is watching my mom play it too and beat it when i was a kid way back in 1995 do you go mom that's yeah. cool yeah serious? Okay. frankie mcfly aka frankie Keep cheap seats, seats. Says, uh, getting stuck on the mining cart level, I wasn't fond at all. Sorry, Frank. Uh, yeah. That, I, I for giving it. you that uh, nickname. It stuck. <laughs> it's stuck. That's totally a good one. Stuck. It's all right. Yeah. All right. Our pal Merlin R. is also not fond of the mine cart level. He said, my fondest memory of playing Donkey Kong Country is renting it from Video Land for the first time. I was good, and I considered myself quite a pro out of the gate. Then the first mine cart level thoroughly humbled me. Yeah. It absolutely. does that. It, d- <laughs> it
2: didn't humble JP, let me tell you. <laughs> yeah.
0: We we we, we played that level before the recording
2: and uh Dustin, how many times did you play that level before you finished it?
0: Forty-three, something like that. Uh JP, how how'd you do? Two. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well we'll talk about this in a bit here. And
1: I haven't played it probably since I was a teenager. <laughs> <nice. laughs> okay, you, you're so cool. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh cooper 57 says it was actually quite recently when the snes classic mini was released i was struggling my way through the first level as i had never played it before and he and he notes genesis household nice. Hashtag tag there uh when my wife who all but hates video games saw me playing and says i remember that game so she took the controller and started flawlessly flying nice. through the levels you. You. it nice. took me a while to pick up my jaw off the floor that's pretty cool wow, wow. so <laughs> i guess wives and moms rock They're this game it. yeah wow Michael M says my fondest memory of playing Donkey Kong Country is playing it at Christmas 1994 and just being blown away by the incredible graphics and music it was a life-changing experience in my gaming life
2: great present mom and dad yeah Good there job. you go uh,
0: Longtime listener at Vend- Andy VGR says my fondest memory of playing Donkey Kong Country is actually not playing it. I was a hashtag Genesis household number two. I like it. This is great. Oh my when, God. when the game came out, I honestly didn't understand the hype. It didn't look that good to me compared to Star Fox. I didn't even like how the game controlled. So, I can't wait to hear how the episode goes. So it's fantastic!
3: He, Thanks for sending in your comment. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so he's, when, he's, uh, when I, I get what he's saying, oh, well,
2: I'm sure you do because when I when he posted this, I, I read it. I think I replied with something like, "This sounds just like what Dustin's going to say on our podcast." <laughs> like, it sounds like not
0: not identical, but I get where he's coming from for sure uh at snes underscore is underscore life um says writing the swordfish and yet still dying to the octopus dumb things he is right <laughs> you
2: get the swordfish in the, uh, the first enemy you might see is that octopus and then you get hit and
0: die and you're like wait wait a that, minute that's not right and lastly at melvis m says my fondest memory of playing donkey kong country is the moment when i finished the game 101 for the first time so much satisfaction seeing your completed save file Oh, way to brag. Also, I applaud you, sir. That I is a serious accomplishment. Way to brag, but also, whose who's idea of making complete be 101%? What? Somebody didn't do math. I well. feel bad for someone who
2: got 100% and was yeah. like, I'm done. Yeah, I'm done. I got oh, it. There's one more tiny room <laughs> in some random level right. that you
0: got to find. But dude, right. seriously, How would you serious even accomplishment. Know
2: about that. Yep. Yeah.
0: Get a map. Get a map. All right, now let's chat with the guys here in the room. Uh, I know Alex, you have no memories of this game. You no have no memories. memories, period. Like the Pacific, it's not. Yeah, like the Pacific. Nice. to mm-hmm. um, I, I am totally lost with that. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> sorry. Um, so let's start with you, JP. What are your memories of Donkey Kong Country from back in the day?
1: Um, I loved this game. I remember playing this game. Um, I can't remember if I ever owned it, but uh, I do remember playing this a lot with my buddy Tim. Uh, shout out to shut up Tim. Shut uh, up Tim. Shut up shut Tim. Up, Tim. Tim. I remember playing with him and playing with other friends, and you go to school and, like, hey, how did you do? Did you find that? You find that extra room? What extra room? And, I'll, you know, oh, that's I, cool, you yeah. get closer to that 100%, yeah. you know, or 101% now.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's very cool. What about you, Zach? Now, I
2: remember that a lot the trading, like trading tips. Trading yeah, at, secrets. At school. Totally, yeah, and they totally. were secrets. You're right. Like, no internet and all that. They were super secrets. I loved it. So, um, I did not have fond memories of this game growing <laughs> up as a kid. Um, so I used to play it at my friend Chris's house. Hey, Chris, if you're listening. Um, and I just remember dying all the time. So this, I mean, the game looked great. It sounded great. But the challenge was so intense that like the game would just chew you up. Yeah. You, know, you play a couple levels. The, the, the challenge ramps crazy. Um, so yeah, I never got into it. Never owned it as a kid. Later as a collector, I did get a copy of it. Same experience, though. Put it in. Played a couple levels. Wow, this game's great. But threw in the towel after a couple of levels. Forget it. Mm-hmm. So, Dustin, when you suggested that we do Donkey Kong Country, you sent this text, like I was like not happy. <laughs> like, I was <laughs> seriously, I got had to get kind of dragged into this. Yeah. Um, because like I knew this game was gonna be a total beast. I knew it was gonna be really, really hard to beat. Um, but you know, hey, I'm the retro gaming guru, so you know I gotta, <laughs> I gotta do my best. Uh but lastly, I do remember the crazy marketing of this game at the time. I remember the TV commercials, the magazine features. And I even did get that VHS tape, which I still had it today. Um, and yes, yeah, so I remember Nintendo went all out on this game, but uh, didn't really grab me from a game perspective. But um, so we'll see how uh, we'll see if my perception changes with the gameplay.
0: There we go. Uh, so we'll I'll end here. I don't have any direct memories of the game, but it was interesting uh, that something about doing doing the playthrough this time. Uh, fired off some nostalgia for something else about uh, retro gaming. Um, I, so I actually have with me here my my copy of Donkey Kong Country because I was stuck at a part and I was like, I'm going to bring it over to Zach so I can get past that one part and get to the save. And that reminded me, I used to do that back in the day. Like you would go like... Oh man, you're better at this, or like, let me come to your house and like, can I, can I bring my memory card or my, di- yeah, my your cartridge game, yeah. over, and like, let's try to get through this one part that I'm totally stuck on. So while I don't have nostalgia for this game, like, they totally like game, like I remember going to my buddy like Larry's house or uh, um Adrian's house and be like with my cart and go like, let's figure this out together, like um so. So that was cool to have that memory, but like as far as the game itself, eh, I don't remember this game at all. <laughs> <laughs> so let's move on to our playthrough over the last couple of weeks. I'm going to ask you guys about your thoughts about specific aspects of Donkey Kong Country and so we can focus a little bit more on what makes this game unique and memorable. Uh, so what about the fun factor? How fun was the game to you guys? Let's start with uh, Alex this time.
3: Yeah, no, I think I, uh, I didn't play it too long, but I played it enough, and I thought it was uh, fun right from the get-go, right from stage one. Yeah. There was lots going on. I think I told you guys you're playing a game within a game. You're collecting all of the letters uh, to yeah. spell Kong. Yeah. You have a tag team partner. Uh, you're throwing barrels that explode. Yep. Uh, there's a, a Mario Brothers aspect where you're jumping on things to kill them. Uh, you're swinging off of vines. You're collecting yeah. uh, uh, bananas. So, I mean, you got like every classic bit of a Mario Brothers game, but it feels. Smoother, slicker, it looks better, it sounds better. Yeah. Um, you, there, you could do a whole bunch of, you could customize your experience by tapping in your smaller, pantless friend. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Who so doesn't them, do there's that? lots yeah. of uh, things they could do. So, uh, right from uh, stage one, you're like,
0: this is head and shoulders way above anything. Yeah. You know? yeah I, I would say for me I'll, I'll go and say that yeah it's a it's a pretty fun game what's interesting to me about it too is it's just it's one of those games that sucks anybody who's in the room in like if i'm playing if I, for some of the games i play on the podcast my kids are like what are you playing whatever but you know like my my kids seeing this one they're like that's cool like it looks cool like and you're you it just it feels like you're having a good time you're swinging the ropes like um i would say one of the reasons that we i wanted to do this now um it, I, as close to Sonic as we did, because I think, you know, those were kind of put up as the two pinnacles of the the systems. The Genesis is Sonic, and this is uh, Donkey Kong Country, is this is the pinnacle. I think Sonic's a lot funner than this game, but I think this game is still really fun. Mm. Um, what about you, uh, JP?
1: What was the question again? <laughs> <laughs> JP, JP was asleep.
0: <laughs> I think he nodded off there for a bit. How fun is this game, do you think?
1: No, no, I, th- I think this game's a blast. It's funny, though. Like, there's games, we've talked about some of these games where... Playing them as a kid, they were so difficult, but playing them as an adult, it's like, oh, this feels a lot easier. It kind of felt like this game was a lot easier playing it as an adult, but I know I've played other games where as a kid, they were... So much easier, and as an adult, I was throwing the controller on the ground. You know, this is BS. <laughs> so This was easier for you. This, yeah, I felt this was a lot easier. I didn't get that. I didn't get that far, but still, I was blowing through it pretty fast, and you know, remembering things that I, you know, remembered from when I was playing as a kid and everything. But it just it has a lot going for it. I really love the, um, you know, when you start to match the three different items for like the ostrich or the, yeah. you know, fish or whatever, and you get those. Those bonus rounds, collect as many of the. I forget. What yeah, that's super items. fun. I, I love those. Oh, mm-hmm. those are so much fun. I mean, it's collecting. You know me. And you get like <laughs> a. Yeah. Right. Yeah, right. <laughs> you
2: get like a what a hundred. You get an extra life for every hundred that 100, you collect. Yeah. You get like four or five lives probably per bonus level. or something. I did
1: that. like got like five or six. You had the rhino, and I was like jumping around. I'm like, wait, what am I? Oh yeah, I just need to collect stuff. All right, got it done.
0: <laughs> I can do that. <laughs> All,
1: right.
0: All right, wrapping up on this one, for you Zach. Fun. Yeah. How so fun.
2: when I put this game in. I was like, I just hope I have a save file so I don't have to start from scratch because I do not want to be playing this game right now. So I was kind of a jerk about it. Um, But my experience with this game, really similar to my experience with Strider, which is like I only played this game for a quick kick when I was a kid, but after forcing myself to play it, I came out with a much deeper appreciation for the game. Mm. And this is a fun game, absolutely. Alex, your point, like tons of stuff to do, a lot of variety, I mean, there's some repetitive scenes and levels and things as you should get through the game, but like, there's just fun things to do. And one of the most fun things to do in this game, I think, is to just play it with reckless abandon. Where, <laughs> and, and I read something yeah. like an article somewhere when I was doing some research for the script was, that the, the, the programmers did want you to be able to literally run through the game. And if you watch speedruns, you could see it where there, people are jumping and bouncing and, and swinging and all this without, you with like, like
3: parkour almost, where there's mm. a fluidity, right? Mm-hmm. I was just and gonna say that, like the way the characters <gasps> move feel very, very smooth. Yeah. yeah. So it's, it doesn't feel like a, like... You're trying to be too careful.
2: Well, in fact, if you're too careful, you can make the game harder on yourself. Yeah. Because right? I think when you see an enemy for the first time, sometimes that's the only window you have to beat that enemy. If you start to wait, it makes it harder. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, the only knock on this game, fun factor I would say is, and we'll talk about this, is the challenge. Mm-hmm. It's just
0: this game is so Hard. We'll get back to that, but yeah. Zach, I want to go right back to you on this next question. Uh, Graphics—we've talked a lot about the graphics yep. on this game already, yeah. but uh, any additional thoughts from you on it?
2: Just unreal, man. For a Super Nintendo game, it's off the charts. I mean, the snow, the rain. There's there's parallax scrolling backgrounds, tons of animation frames. Those water levels we talked about—mind blowing. I mean, it's literally, I think this is the best-looking game we've played on this podcast. Maybe Strider, to me, is a really close second. Yeah. Um, and then I read, uh, I don't know if it was a YouTube comment or somewhere, but someone made a really um, interesting observation. They said um, that because the game was a bit older and the pre-rendering you know, wasn't like it is today, um, or I guess there is no pre-rendering today. It really would just be like polygons and stuff. The game has kind of a claymation look to it. Sure. And I like that. Like, it really looks awesome. Mm-hmm. You know, and I was um, playing it with my son playing a different game the other day, a modern game. And I was kind of looking back and forth between the two games. And, like, Donkey Kong Country still looked great. Yeah. Because it has its own unique art style that, to me, stands the test of time. Totally. It looks really good. So, this, everyone needs to play this game, if anything, just to see what programmers were capable of doing with the Super Nintendo. Totally.
3: Unreal. Yeah, no, to the style, um, because it had such a, I think to your point, Zach, such a uh, definitive look to it, look and feel to it. Um, it made itself timeless. Just like you were saying, it didn't rely on a lot of the old uh, tropes and a lot of the old, uh, colors and animations that came before. Yeah. Um, so it sort of felt like you
0: were watching, well, it's own little thing. What What happened? Uh, <laughs> uh, I was prepared to come in here and just completely rail on the graphics. And, and there's a, there's a specific reason. Like, So I think there's really three ways you can play this game nowadays. You can play it on a original console, Super Nintendo with a CRT. You can play it on a SNES classic on a a LCD or whatever, a modern flat screen, or you can play original hardware on a flat flat screen. And I did that last combination. Let me tell you, every game that we've played before this, like Strider or any of these other games that I'm doing that on, they look fine. This game look like absolute garbage. Playing from an ori- the original con- console to that, I don't know what it was with the the it's the, it's the because I think original it's that, console to a modern TV to a modern TV complete yeah. do not do that whatever you do it's <laughs> horrible and I think it's that kind of claymation thing but then muddied up even worse. So everything just looked muddy and flat and gross. Well,
2: it's stretched out. So
0: you've got like no, it wasn't. You know, it wasn't well, stretched. The original resolution's much smaller. So we yeah. put it on a, a oh, oh yeah, TV but and it, it was still yeah. the same. It was still the same ratio. Mm. But it yeah, everything stretched and plus yeah, and so, um, I really was like gonna come in here and just say what a garbage looking game. And then I came in and played it on Zach CRT and then, yeah, okay, cool. Now I see what it was supposed to look like. Absolutely cool. It Looks really. It, it's very. Interesting kind of niche of the time look. I don't think hmm. you really can get that yeah, in you the get same those way beautiful nowadays. Scan
2: lines on the CRT that just is nice.
0: Yeah. Well, it just it 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 works when you do it in the right combination. But if it do, if you don't, it just goes right downhill. All right. Now let's hit the next big question. How did the challenge feel for you guys? Too easy? Too hard? Or just right? What was uh, something? If you had anything that gave you the I'll most go trouble? First only because I didn't go too,
3: I didn't do it too long. Yeah. I thought the challenge was good for the couple of uh, levels that I played. Uh, I saw the, what was it? The rail car was it? Oh yeah, you saw the mine, mine carts. carts. The mine yeah. carts. Uh, I thought that was a uh, looked pretty cool. Not as fast as I think you said the battle toads. No, I'm not sure no, if the no, challenge no, no. was no, no, there no. either. Um, mm. But just by judging
0: by that, I mean it, it, the challenge was alright. I could see where people would be like it's a little easy yeah no so i will say the minecarts is for me a little bit harder than battletoads because battletoads doesn't have as much variety i think it's it battletoads Mm -hmm. is twitchier you got to move faster i think than this but it's like this one you have to consider so many different like i have to now i'm going up so i have to hit it even later and all these different things i will say for me on this the challenge uh is the weirdest challenge I've ever had on this <laughs> podcast in the sense that um, I completely breezed through the first few levels. Um, up until the minecart level, I don't even think I lost a life. I had like 15 or 20 lives. It was just like the easiest game I think I've played yet on this system. And then I got to the minecart level <laughs> and I could not beat it. I could not beat it. And Was um, there a point during the 42? 40, 40, 40, 40, uh, playing it uh, on my. Um, uh, on the combination at uh-huh. home and then three here what what did you hit the wall like at what point were you were you did you think four i can't f- go on 40 was when i texted zach and said what the well, and he said and he said hey come here with it and it's probably going to be a little bit easier on the crt without the lag and sure enough it took me three tries here <laughs> and i got right <laughs> you through can it. You imagine yeah
3: playing on that and then some muddy and then the,
0: the muddy muddy laggy game oh right? right right so do were not play drinking? this <laughs> Yeah. I mean, I had a beer. I was not. <laughs> Did you turn to I, the bottle? No, 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 no. I, I, I after I turned it off, yes. Yeah. And the reaction um, time required on that is, is insane. Yeah. Right? So, so it, it was, it was just the different changing uh, of all the different places. Um. But then when I, when playing here, I got through that and and wasn't. I mean, after I played a little bit afterwards, and it was definitely challenging. There's definitely combinations you need to keep in mind. Um. So I think it's just this weird cliff of like everything's great, everything's wonderful, and then all of a sudden, dear God, I can't play this game anymore. You know, yep. So it was weird for me to play. Uh, how about you, Zach?
2: Yeah, I, I have to say that this game is in the top five hardest games we've played on this podcast. I mean, this game, You know, maybe it's not Battletoads. Maybe it's not Zombies Ate My Neighbors hard. Those games are, which are stupid hard. Which, is, yeah.
0: the, which were two of my favorite games we've done on the podcast, but they're just yeah, ridiculous. Yeah, just really hard. <laughs> I mean,
2: and, and I'm talking about finishing them, right? Yeah. So not just the first three levels. Like, right. this is the entire game here. Right. So with Donkey Kong Country, I think... Casual players can breeze through the first few levels. I think most players are gonna drop, most casual players are gonna drop off at that minecart level. If you don't know what that minecart level is, just imagine this. There's uh, there's multiple tracks, like vertically. There's pits. There's abandoned minecars you need to jump over. There's it's enemies the video, coming
0: at you. It's the video game version of the the second Indiana Jones movie. Right? Yeah, <laughs> right.
2: <laughs> Jumping between tracks. I mean, they're just it's, it's just peril from beginning to end. Uh, so I think that's where most players like yourself, Dustin, would have got stuck. Now, experienced gamers, I think obviously they're going to do much better, but it's going to still take them many attempts to take this game down because it even gets harder later in the game. And the biggest problem I have with this game, similar to what I said about Strider, was that like they had, to, they had to make the game harder as you go because I think the game was just so big that they just they couldn't make it too long of a game. It had yeah. to squeeze into this cartridge. So if you think of a complete playthrough of Donkey Kong Country, it might be for a good player, it might be, you know, a little over two hours, right? So they couldn't make it easy. And this is also at a time where, you know, rentals, right? Game rentals are really big. So if you're a Nintendo and you wanted to sell a bunch of Donkey Kong Country uh, games, you wouldn't want people renting this game, bringing it to a friend's house, everyone beats it in one night, and then you don't sell these cartridges. Right. So they just had to make it stupid hard. And so I just think I mean that's the one thing that gets me about this is it feels kind of like an arcade game. Hmm. And there were many points where I just was like you know what I, I just I have to stop playing this, especially the save location thing. <laughs> There's times where you got to be 4 or 5 levels in a row yeah. before you can save. Yeah. Oh my god, sometimes you can backtrack and, you can't and go save, back, but, um, right? Sometimes. sometimes yeah. but it's but it's <laughs> rare. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> but, I don't but yeah, like you could pl- knock your like just beat your head against the wall to beat a level and you're like, "Oh, finally I beat this level." There's three more before you can save. <laughs> right, so exactly. So difficult. That's
0: what I did with the minecart level. I got through it. I was like, all
1: right, I can save. Oh, sh- yeah, and there's like, was it three levels after two, the minecart? Yeah, it's
0: ridiculous. It's ridiculous. All right, quickly, JP, challenge. What do you think about it?
1: No, I, I think there definitely is a challenge there. I mean, I, I didn't get as far as I really wanted to get in playing it, but I know playing in the past and right. thinking back in the past, it was definitely hard. You're passing the controller back and forth a lot, but... Um, yeah, the minecart level was pretty easy. So
2: <laughs> yeah, you, did, you, you, were, you were impressive. But at least you can farm for lives though, right? So like if you get oh yeah. You know, if you get stuck too much, you can go back to that first well, level. And and there's a tipping
0: tip and tip tactic. Next question, tips yeah. and tactics we came across. And I think that that's the thing that I, I saw definitely is is find get to a save point. Get to a save point with your last breath. And then go back to anything that you can get to that's earlier and just replay that level over and over again. I would get to the I got to the the plane on the second screen, and I went all the way back to the first and just played the first two levels over mm-hmm. and over and again until I got like <laughs> twenty lives. And yeah, it, it just do that. And and honestly, the the other thing is just find try to find all those rooms. All those rooms help. The bananas you get more bananas, you get extra lives, you get more more stuff. Just find all the rooms you can. Totally,
2: uh, Zach. Yeah, I agree. There's, so there's a trick I taught you, Dustin. I, I texted you about it, which is so you go to the first level, first thing you do, you you kind of Donkey Kong comes out of his house, you go right back in his house, Right. get that extra life, but you can pause the game and then press select and it'll exit the level. If you've already beaten a level, you can just exit it after you know by pushing start and select. So then you just repeat that over and over and get those lives. And oh, if you nice. you know, so you rack them up really quickly. Um two other things I would say. One is Um, I kind of uh, talked about this earlier, experiment with playing the game with reckless abandon. So just run through the game, you know, just waste a couple lives doing it. And what you often find is that you're either going to mess up and fall into a secret area. You're going to beat an enemy that like you couldn't beat by being careful. um, And it just teaches you different ways of playing the game. Again, sometimes if you're careful, it's much harder. Um, And then we've talked about this too, but getting a map is really important because there's parts of the game. You can even skip, if you fall into a secret barrel, I think it's the first time you get to a level where there's tons of those cannon barrels. Yeah. It's very difficult. You have to like pop out of one barrel land in the next one, avoiding enemies. And it's just, I mean, I think again, more, most casual players will stop on that level. There's a way near the beginning of that level to fall into a secret barrel and it shoots you through like 75% of that level <laughs> automatically, <Nice. laughs> but you wouldn't know unless you just experimented well. or you got a map. Yeah. So, if you're stuck on a level, get just look it up, and you probably find a way to, to get around it.
0: Totally. Okay, so is there anything that would have made this game better for you guys? Is it good just the way it is? I'll start with you, JP. You haven't t- talked for at least thirty seconds and you've you know, your voice is gonna give out here. Let's go.
1: <laughs> I'm sorry. You guys wouldn't have liked me a couple weeks ago. I was constantly talking. Like anyway. It was bad. Yeah, I know. <laughs> there, I the there's bias. one for you. Hey, what's going on sir? here? <laughs>
0: what are you talking about? Take All right. What would make fever, this hurry. game better, good good or <laughs> the way it is?
1: No, I I think it's good the way it is. I mean, there's just like, you know, Alex. Had the best description about everything on it It just has so much going for it. there's so much to do it's just it's so much fun i mean you're collecting things you're riding on animals you're you know you're great music hidden rooms like you know i loved it i thought it was great
0: yeah um i would say uh if they were gonna do a mine mine uh cart level and that early make that one take that low i'm not saying take that level out of the game but Mm -hmm. move it a little bit further back (laughs) Yeah. right <laughs> maybe have two versions of it where you run the mine, just like there's multiple um yeah, there you go. Uh, uh water levels have one earlier where you get the idea of what you're even doing here and it's got a few jumps and things but yeah. it, you know move the harder one a little bit further back that's it i yeah. I, I had a good time playing this game um maybe it's not 100 percent obvious but uh 101 101 <laughs> 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 percent um i think though that i will say that it and maybe i can save this to what we play again but I, i'm not sure where the whole hype for the game came from but it was fun um but i think there's a few tweaks they could have done to it to make it a little bit more enjoyable um what about you alex uh do you ever get to play original donkey kong in this no cranky, that would be cool cranky just that would yells have been at you. cool man well i heard
2: <laughs> that i don't know how true this is, but I did hear a rumor that um, the developers did want to put in a option to play as Cranky Kong when you beat the game. Yeah,
3: But Cranky Kong would actually be slower and so make <laughs> the game harder. Oh, so okay. it's like a master quest type thing. But he'd have unlimited barrels to throw at people and he'd be able to <laughs> that, right? There you he'd go. He'd be dragging
0: a girl along with him. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm
3: saying?
0: There you go. All right, Zach, anything to make the game better? Good the way it is.
2: It's kind of, again, it's like Strider where I think I said something like, you know twice as long and like half as difficult there you go but then again i mean they couldn't have made it ge- at the time they couldn't have made a game twice as long they would fit in the cartridge the technology totally. wasn't there so i mean i don't know maybe a little bit more of a balanced challenge i probably didn't want to be throwing my controller as much as i did <laughs> um but yeah i mean overall it's 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 a lot of fun so yeah you
0: know nintendo i think home run did okay. good all right, now to the most important question. How far did everyone get and what was our score? To remind everyone about the score competition rules for Donkey Kong Country, we're going by the percent complete. Um, I will start with you, JP. What uh, percentage did you get to? How far in the game?
1: Pass. <laughs> <laughs> um no, I, I didn't. I didn't get as much time with this as I, I really would have liked, but I, I pretty much made it to the first boss. Couldn't beat him. I was like 10%, I think is what I got on the game, which was really crappy. I wanted to do better because I really wanted to get to that minecart, and I just did not have the time. Sleep kind of has been the main goal of my <laughs> life for the last couple months.
2: All right. Uh, so you were beaten by what's his name? Naughty. The first boss is named Naughty.
1: Yeah, the giant squirrel. Yeah, Naughty. Or naughty. Yeah, I and mean, then like there's a there's wow. a there's
2: a repeat of that boss later in the game. It's very naughty. This, oh, game. this game
0: has jokes. Yeah. Um, yeah. J P. You must have been really tired because I I commented to, to Zach earlier like that was the easiest boss I've ever played in my life. I was and sorry, <laughs> J P. Very, very but tired. then he crushes the minecart level, right? So and it's then just, he comes in here. But, yeah. yeah, whatever. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, Alex, your percentage. Mm-hmm. I don't think you got. No, one, I finished dude. the game. One hundred percent.
3: One hundred one percent. One hundred one
0: percent. prove that mine. Um, <laughs> I'll go because I'm. Sh- I know Zach beat me. Um, so I got. Stuck on the minecart, but then cleared it here. Uh, Had Zach give me a little bit of tips to get through one part. Got finally to the second save. Um, Went back, got some lives, got stuck again. Uh so the last time I looked, at my save percentage was twelve percent. Oh man, that right. so, was so close. Yeah, not bad, not bad. <laughs> not getting through the first boss. How so many, obviously, I didn't get as many secrets.
1: I did a lot of secrets. I did. How yeah. many levels is that?
0: I twelve percent, uh, uh, seven, yeah, uh, maybe seven, uh, yeah. seven
2: ish. It's hard to it's hard to tell in this
0: yeah, game. Yeah, I'm trying to remember, okay, but yeah, f- six or seven. Yeah. So. Yay! Ugh. Yay me! <laughs> 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 i'm so happy all right zach how'd you do uh lay it on any us. any guesses yeah all the way through i don't think you got 101 though.
2: i did not i beat the game
0: though i did right. beat
2: the game total complete percentage was 46 oh, percent
0: um actually less was su- than four times now what it, i got it,
2: <laughs> <laughs> i was actually surprised when i got to the last boss so for some reason i thought the completion percentage would be much higher when you got to the end of the game like i thought it was literally like number of levels completed. I didn't know number it was also... of things, also, right? That's really what it is. Yeah. And even including the secret rooms and all that kind of stuff. So one level I just walked into and there was this big like alligator-looking dude and I was like, oh, I guess this is the last boss. There's like no fanfare or anything when you get to him either. So I uh, took a couple tries to beat, took him down. Um, but the game plays a cruel trick on you, though. Yeah, <laughs> you so showed me. after you uh, hit him a few times, you beat the boss. Actually, you got to hit him quite a few times. You beat the boss... Uh, credits start rolling, so tempted to throw the controller down. Woohoo! Beat the game, whatever. But the credits uh, are just the names of the enemies, and then at the end it says the end with a question mark, and then the boss comes back to life, and starts jumping <laughs> around like crazy, yeah. and you got to beat him again. So yeah, that's. Uh, I'm sure some people fell for that trick. Wow. But the cool thing was is so the and not all games are like this, but the uh, ending is actually pretty rewarding in this game, and you can see it on YouTube where they do this whole parade of enemies where all the enemies come out one by one and the heroes come out one by one. And then uh, Diddy Kong and Donkey Kong are standing next to each other and they start messing with each other. Uh, Donkey Kong points at Diddy Kong and Diddy Kong bites his finger. <laughs> Donkey Kong like knocks him off his feet You know, and his hat comes off. and So it's kind of this playful thing at the end. Yeah. So it's, uh, it's, it's pretty cool. And then um, I didn't get 101% and I knew that I didn't get 101% because Cranky Kong reminded me. Yeah. He said, if I would have beat the game, I would have got everything or something like that. Like, right. He actually uh, scold, thank you. He scold <laughs> thank you. you, old yeah. school. <laughs> yeah. So, um, And here's a stat that probably is only interesting to me, by the way. Donkey Kong Country is the 21st game that I've finished for this podcast. Wow. <laughs> so, yeah.
0: Which does not include you could Zombies Ain't My Neighbors. It does
2: not. I'm going to have to go back and try to get uh, Zombies ate my neighbors, and God, uh, what was the other one I did? Oh, Battletoads. Actually, never are. mind. I won't be <laughs> You're
0: like forget that one. Forget, that. That
1: one. Right, forget what I
0: said. <laughs> Last question: Would you play Donkey Kong Country again, Mister Alex? yeah yeah, all right. That's it. Moving on, JP.
1: <laughs> no, I, I definitely would. I, I actually want to play it some more since I still have the mini hooked up. I kind of want to do a little bit further and get to the minecart again. Yeah, right. You, you, you gotta, gotta get fourteen percent. Yeah,
0: you yeah. gotta right. get. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Zach, would you play it again? I
2: would play it again. In fact, I have played it again after beating beating the game. My uh, son is like hooked on it now. Oh wow! So oh, nice. no. yeah, he actually beat the first couple levels. So yeah, I he beat Alex already. So. <laughs> he <got her> <laughs> <laughs> um, I three year old not that
0: it. Out. So I I would say, I would play it again, but you know, like Andy VGR said, said, I'm I'm not 100% sure why people love this game so much, other than it was pretty. I mean, it's fun.
2: I'm kind of with you on that. Like, it's not like,
0: I think of this game versus Super Mario World,
2: where Super Mario World is just, I mean, like, just the depth in that game and... Yeah, it's. I mean, um, and,
0: and directly, specifically against Sonic, this came out later than Sonic. I'm like, eh. I kept sitting here going, like, well, that's kind of derivative from Sonic. Like, uh, the fun yeah. things in it were like, I remember doing that in Sonic, the barrel shooting stuff. It's like, yep. it's like the pinball level in Sonic. So, I that's mean. That's an
2: interesting thing, a bit of analysis here is now that we've played Sonic yeah. and we've played Donkey Kong Country, those two games were like the front lines in right. the 16 bit war. Yeah. Right. These are artillery on both sides. Nintendo would win, yeah. right? Yeah.
0: But... I don't get it.
2: Game to game, I yeah. agree. Sonic would be a better game. Yeah. I wouldn't put Sonic over,
0: say, Super Mario World or anything like that, yeah. but i put sure, definitely sure. over... Tom but Conventure. if you're going to put this one on the top pedestal, I'd be yeah. like, why? Versus... Yeah. I mean, Super Mario World, yeah, that would be a tougher call for me. But this game was fun. Again, like, I, uh, I don't want anybody to get the wrong impression. This is probably the the What's, second best Super no. Nintendo game we've played so far because uh, I count zombies. But your this character could do
3: so much more than Sonic what, in this game. What? What do you mean he could do more? He could do more. What? You could tag team a uh, partner, you could roll, you have a different type of attack. All you the could throw t- barrels, you could ride on things.
0: All the tag what team... What are you team? doing in Sonic? All the tag team the tag team was pretty useless to me in this game because I pretty much played as Not Diddy to Zach. Diddy the whole time. You no. really really all the the tag team counted for me was like losing your rings in Sonic. Take a damage. You yeah. taking it's a, so you can take that yeah, one. Like Sonic was Sonic more balanced, balanced gameplay. Like you yeah, actually no, right. it's more forgiving and, Yeah. but yeah, I mean, I, again, this game is fun. Yeah. I just you know don't what, understand I why do it's like the, the whole
3: in Sonic when you get hit and you lose the rings and you still are able to pick them up. Yeah, I yeah. think that's the best part of that game. Yeah, but
2: you yeah. know, um, this game appealed to the masses. That's why Nintendo. Yeah. One of the reasons why Nintendo yeah. won, right, is that you sat down, you played Donkey Kong. The parents remember Donkey Kong from the arcade. Right. The kids love the way it looks like playing a cartoon. Yeah. Mind blowing. You know, easy. And controls.
3: you could play it a bunch of different ways. So you don't have to get everything. You could just rip through it. Yep. Yeah. You could, right. Yeah. Exactly.
0: All right, guys, moving on here. Uh, Time to uh, get to this month's crazy collectible. JP, what did you find out there in collectible land? I'm
1: back, baby. I'm back.
0: All right. Ready for business.
1: I found a couple different collectibles, uh, so I thought I'd talk about these two. The first one is actually really cool, and a lot of our listeners probably remember this or know a little bit about this, but um, I should say I found it but actually not really. Um, <laughs> well, you know, when it, when it becomes available, it's, uh, it, you'll find it on, Lukey Games actually has it listed. Um, it's the Donkey Kong Country competition cart. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah. I've heard about that. on sale for $2,295.97. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so, Cause that's like one of those, like we've done with the Nintendo World Championship kind of yeah, cards yeah. where, uh, yeah, for the for, for competitions. Yeah, and stuff. it was
2: for live competitions back in the nineties. I think one of them was like a blockbuster competition, like an in-person yeah. thing. So it was like, so I remember it was uh, parts of the game. It wasn't the full game. It was just sort of pieces of the game used for competition. So, okay. Yeah. And they probably didn't make a ton of
1: them, so yeah. now they're they're yeah. pretty rare. Pretty right, pricey. JP? Oh, super rare, rare. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think yeah, I think that's a little pricey. I think you can find it for under two thousand if, uh, if I remember right. Well, Lucky
2: Games is a reseller, right? Mm-hmm. Exactly. So they're gonna get they're gonna make their money on it, right.
1: but. Yeah, but you can get on that waiting list. Just click the button. (laughs) Yeah.
2: (laughs) All right. We now have it available for you to spend a whole lot more than you probably should. I mean, hey, again, they got to make money. There you go. But remember what what Rudy said in our last episode? He's like, you got to talk to people. There's someone out there. Gonna have a copy. Absolutely, You're gonna want to sell it. Well, right. I
1: think I think we'll find like you know not to get too much off topic, but I think we will. If one of these days, that PlayStation Nintendo combo, someone's gonna have one out there. Because if you said they make that many of them, there's got to be more than one. Yeah, I forgot they said they made
0: like a like, couple hundred. I think. Yeah, like yeah. However, come on, they can't, many
1: con- they, There's yeah, got to be some somewhere. All right, so that was crazy collectible number one. You said there was a second one. So number two, we talked about the music, or I should say, Zach talked about the music. Um, I actually found this by chance. Um, there is actually a sealed Donkey Kong Country Trilogy soundtrack CD. Set for five thousand dollars. on the Jesus. But <laughs> so, so why is it a wow. trilogy? Is it all three games? Uh, it looks like, like it's all three games. I mean, you can get it. Un- <laughs> you can get it opened, but it's still seventeen hundred dollars. Opened? Opened? What? Like what? used and open? I'm like, I've never heard of this thing before. And holy lord, Have you know, it CD
2: far. collecting. Is this real thing? Oh, yeah. I'm like, oh, i yeah, but
0: I've got some out because, well, there's for me specifically as uh-huh. a huge music guy with thousands and thousands of tracks. Uh huh. I, uh, there's music that's just out of print that is yeah. not uh, oh, being yeah. shipped on CD I've, anymore I've or digital. Some things should
3: yeah. stay out of print, like this thing. <laughs> no, like, <laughs> what are you doing paying five grand for a seal? I'm sure no one's yeah.
1: paying that. No, 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 no right. but hey, I have, I have, um, the Aladdin soundtrack, you know, from the 90s. The original soundtrack wah, wah, wah. that has where they say they'll cut off your hand if they don't like your face, and yeah. when they corrected that, and then they re-released the CD without that. So I have the original CD where actually say they will cut off your hand if they don't I'll like I'll have your to face. check that yeah. if I have yeah. that, too. And
2: I have records that, like, from the 60s... He has that, a record. <laughs> yeah, record. I have records from the 60s that the bands, they didn't agree on enough stuff to get their full catalog moved to the next media format. So different. they didn't go that's to tape. They didn't though. go to CD. That's different, though. So oh, wow. like the only album that you can get, I'm sure someone made a digital copies oh, somewhere, yeah, but definitely. the only release you could get is on vinyl. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, that's cool. Well, there you go. Five thousand bucks, not wow. Not, 5, not 5, paying that bucks, though. Not worth it. There was only
1: three <laughs> listings on there, and it was that one, a seventeen hundred dollar one, and then it got an eighteen hundred dollar one. I Jeez. doubt anyone's paying that. I hope but. not. Sorry,
2: honey. Couldn't buy you a wedding ring,
0: but I got, I got
1: <laughs>
2: this uh, yeah, got uh, a Sonic trilogy. Trilogy. It's all Sonic. It's all three games.
0: Yeah, all three. All right, guys, now it's time for our retro game giveaway. We've got an original copy of Donkey Kong Country for one of our listeners who shared something with us on social media. This month' winner is Frankie Cheapseats. Cheap seats. <laughs> all right, Zach, why do we pick Mr. Oh, uh, well,
2: First of all, his name is Frankie Cheapseats. I mean, right. how awesome Cheap is that? Seats. Yeah. Well, he's an awesome dude. Found us on Instagram initially. He came to both of our live shows that we did at AFKXP the Contra one and the Sonic Movie one. Uh, and for the Sonic movie and how he got the the name Cheap Seats, he sat in the back row for our <laughs> podcast
3: and we just started like yelling at him and he was like, I want to make sure feedback. that they could hear us back That's in the right. Cheap Seats. <laughs> That's right. right. <laughs> uh, raised his hand and yeah. uh, there you go, Frankie right. Cheap Seats. Yep. back <laughs> there. <laughs> yeah. Cheap
2: Seats. Now the thing, the question is when we do our next live show, is he going to have to sit I think seat. we have to
0: reserve it for him. There yeah. you go. That yeah. whole that whole back row for him and his I'll, cheap I'll, seat we'll friends. We'll get a bouncer and make sure he has to sit back. That's right. right. <laughs> Do you know who he is? Do you know who that is? Do That's not Frank- let him in the front. That's Frankie Cheap Seats. <laughs> yeah. This guy sits in the back. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, Frankie's also a talented local artist. Mm. Uh, go to at Frankie McFly on Instagram. He's awesome. Nice. He actually has some uh, of his art uh, showcased around like the San Jose area and stuff. So it's actually out there in the world. and. Uh, he's an awesome dude all around. So congrats, Frankie. You got yourself a copy of Donkey Kong Country Yay. in a case signed
0: by the Retro Game Guys. All right. Worth
1: nothing. All right. <laughs> you can sell it to buy yourself front row seats. You there you go. <laughs> Trade it for them front row seats.
0: All right, guys. Now it's time to talk about what game we are playing for our next episode. Zach, want to share what's coming up? Yeah. So we are actually
2: going to be playing another game developed by Rare. So we're staying in the family here. Yeah. But uh, this one came out for the NES in 1987. And uh, thankfully, it's much more forgiving than Donkey <laughs> Kong Country. It is the kooky, very weird fantasy game Wizards and Warriors. <laughs> We've had requests for this game. I love this game. But it, yeah, it's a strange one. It's a platformer, but there really aren't pit deaths. Uh, you get unlimited lives and continues, which is great. Um, and Dustin, I threw this game on before yeah. we started recording because you'd never played it before. No, I and never I was even like, heard it. And you're it. all, okay, what's the words? I'm like, no, dude, I can't even explain it. You just need <laughs> to play this crazy game. And you, we, we were like just laughing at it. Yeah. And you made a comment, something like, it's kind of Monty
0: Python-ish. Yeah, like the first thing I picked up, it's like, thou has picked up the boots of force. And yeah. I'm like, what this is like the, 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 the dagger of throwing that's the what da- was, yeah, yeah the dagger of throwing and i was like yeah this felt very monty pythony. it's goofy because there's even an item
2: it's like a cloak of invisibility where you use it and like you can't see your player anymore but the enemies still see you so it's kind of <laughs> like wow great i made the game harder now
0: <laughs> but it looked like a lot of fun and i'm looking forward to trying this one out it's, it's not. <laughs>
2: no, it's a pre- it's not no. fun It's a preview New here. Yes, no. Fun. I think it's great. I played so the heck out of trash. that game as a kid. I Loved this game is
0: it.
1: trash. <laughs> oh, the, I disagree. No. Save it for the pod. Save it for the pod. All right.
0: That paw. one's just out on it's NES. I don't think game. there's any other uh, ways to play it, but thank uh, God.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you can watch it on the YouTube. It
2: is. Say, hey, you know what? I'll tell you, we'll learn more about this in the episode, but there were.
0: Multiple sequels. This game that's, was popular. It was very popular.
1: Very popular. Like, that's yeah. Great. yeah. All
0: right, guys. Oh <laughs> <laughs> well, well, we're getting back to you in just a second here, Alex. Says we're going to wrap up with a recap of this week's Donkey Kong Country rankings. In fourth place, and uh, j- just getting here and uh, showing his face and nice making it to the podcast, Mister Alex. Yeah, yeah, All right. Alex said when he came. What did you say when you came? in? You
2: said if I didn't, if you hadn't have texted me, I wouldn't have known. I wouldn't this have showed up today.
0: <laughs> yeah, I would have been
3: at home watching the, uh, repeat episodes of Gold Rush. Eating a hamburger. <laughs> yeah. Right. Hey, you coming over? What? <laughs> Who is this? How'd you get
1: this number? New number. Who this? Yeah.
2: Usually, usually I will send a group text and say like, hey, we what time tomorrow we did It
3: yeah. was uh, not a thing.
2: I know.
1: You know, I thought about texting, hey, I'm on my way to you guys. And I'm like, ah, it's fine. They know I'm coming. But I think <laughs> <laughs> I think if I would have done that, I think that Alex would have been like, oh, oh yeah, <laughs> I would have put in
3: some effort. Right. I would have got, uh, got 13% of maybe. Yeah.
2: Maybe. <laughs> here's, a, here's a pro tip. Start the game. Shark, Wizards, and Warriors tomorrow. And you won't have that problem. No. <laughs> yeah, so in third place. I'm be sick that
0: day, and <laughs> third place, and looking to go right to sleep as soon as we turn the mics off. Yeah. <laughs> Mister JP over here, woo! In second place, returning yeah! to my rightful place in the podcast. Wow, really? Uh, just because one person is hmm. a forgetful and the other person's asleep. Out. <laughs> <laughs> I lucked out this time, but That's I right. still took second place. So woohoo! And once again. Beating the game, but only getting like forty-three percent. So yeah, obviously, just not really that not good at video games. Hey, not I, even halfway. I'm not
2: gonna go back to a bunch of random levels to find like a hole in the wall to get extra well, lives. I don't need extra lives. I beat the game already. Yeah. Like that's not. There's not compelling enough to go back
0: and do it. You, so sorry. You just you're just not good enough. I hear. I hear you all right that's
1: all i heard i'm just not a completionist
0: <laughs> i just i'm just not good at games I'm not. that good? wasn't that those weren't the rules those weren't the rules <laughs> that's true well that's all the time we have for our donkey kong country episode we hope you enjoy this podcast and it makes you want to expose the donkey wow <laughs> for the retro game guys zach alex and jp i'm dustin saying game on until next time friends The opinions and views expressed on the retro game guys podcast represent the views of the speaker alone and are not the views of our employers.